0: Previously, on Algoa FM Breakfast. Algoa FM Breakfast with Wayne Lee and Charlie T. This is Stereo Pole. The song is called Dancing Tonight. So, who was dancing last night and who wasn't dancing last night to the beat of the rhythm? Every day I'm um, <laughs> <suffering>. shuffling <laughs> your... <laughs> Okay, right. Um, We've had him on the show before. We welcome him back onto the show this morning just to get his feel and uh, in terms of what was announced last night, like Lee and I both said earlier, we're just on the sides. We don't understand some of these decisions. I'm also on the side. Yeah, I and mean, you too. But, I mean, you can see a lot of people yeah. are confused. They want to know what's going on. Why would they make a decision? Uh, why would they have a minister of electricity, etc., cetera, et cetera? So, we have uh, analyst, researcher, and speaker, writer, Dr. Ngoma Mtinka on the line this morning. Thank you for joining us, doctor. Good morning, uh, Tim. Thank you for having me this morning. All right. So if we just rewind it all back to 2019, after his inauguration, uh, President Sol Maposa promised back then to reduce cabinets. However, after his address uh, to the country last night, it's everything but reduced.
1: Sure. So there were quite a number of guiding principles that he could respond to. One, it's this idea of making the cabinet fit for purpose. Uh, two, it's uh, political alignment. Three, it's improving the cabinet's efficiency by bringing in uh, good leaders and then dealing with what's urgent, which were the uh, replacements that needed to take place and I think he's decided to take a minimalist approach in terms of which he uh, chose to do the basic minimum when it comes to the reshuffle, focusing mostly on the urgent and necessary rather than uh, the all the other principles that we've mentioned. And for me, that means he's chosen the easier path and uh, while it's understandable, given the fact that we are so close to an election, it's a missed opportunity uh, to, to 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 cement, you know, uh, to, to to actually create a cabinet that would help him change the perceptions about what he has meant in the presidency as the president. Doc, have
2: things around the Palapala scandal influenced in what many would see as a downgrade for Nko Zazane Lamini Zuma, who has been moved from MEC for Corporate Governance and Affairs to Minister of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities, keeping in mind uh, she challenged the uh, president on the Palapala scandal with uh, evidence pretty much in her favor?
1: So there were two considerations to consider about Palapala. One is the historic, which affects uh, Lindiwe Sisulu and uh, Dr. Kgositshana Ramini The one has been sacked, and the latter has been effectively demoted. And then there was the futuristic issue of do you create, do you put in a deputy president who is emboldened politically to such an extent that if you were to face a crisis around Pala, the Palapala Pala scandal, this person would play their hand. And I think that he's decided to take the risk. And part of the reason why he's comfortable uh, appointing uh, uh, sorry um, uh, Paul Masatine has the, got to do with the fact that he feels, he, he, not notwithstanding how he presents the potential to launch a campaign, an anti-Ramaposa campaign in future, I think he feels politically he's secured enough to try and manage whatever uh, prospects of that. So both of those for me uh, relate to what he would affected in as far as Palapala is concerned.
2: Dr. Mdimka, we saw the um, Sunday Times article, you know, mentioning the two billion that's spent on support and how cabinet costs are soaring as ministers are ignoring spending limits and they have more than eleven support staff under their employ. Now we're also hearing reports that uh, David Mabuza, who's resigned as deputy president, is going to retain his three million rand salary and his VIP protection and other perks despite not finishing his term. When we speak about costs, are can't help but wonder how much is this new cabinet going to cost us?
1: Um, it, it is costly, and our, the challenge with our cabinet is, uh, is that we're not only looking at it from the perspective of you know in South Africa, but when you measure it globally as well, it's one of the uh, bloated cabinets uh, with its with its cost per capita. Uh, in terms of numbers of people, uh, numbers of ministers to the population, and the cost thereof is quite high. So there's still a lot of room to make improvements in terms of those numbers. But President Phil Ramaphosa chose yesterday to not deal with all of those things, and I think that he's he's, he's deferring things in vintage Ramaphosa uh, to to the next uh, cabinet. After the election I love
2: that vintage Ramaphosa. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Dim, I mean, there's so many other questions, you know, one could really like unpick and unpack and so on. Um, questions around, for instance, whether... Um, it was expected that Becky Taylor and Praveen Gordon um, would have retained their positions is there any relation between the two Ramokopas, one who is now the minister of planning monitoring and evaluation and of course the other being the minister of electricity when does the state of national disaster end there's just so many but I think we may need to organize a coffee <laughs> yeah, and sit sure. down and really unpack
0: all of that yeah our <laughs> 10 parts <laughs> podcast is coming up <laughs> <laughs> this is what we want to go look look I mean we, we started the show show this morning and, and it's not difficult to find the, the negative sense of how everybody is feeling right now on the announcements of, of the new cabinet. Are we justified in feeling the way we do or is there perhaps a positive that we are not seeing, Doctor?
1: Yeah, so uh, I, 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 let me take the liberty to respond to both of those questions. So the, the first one, the reason why I was saying he chose to deal with the, 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 the urgent and necessary and if something is necessary but not urgent, he decided not to deal with it. So the efficiencies and effective leadership over the ministerial portfolios for, for mostly fell among those things which the president regarded as important but not urgent for him to deal with now. Uh, and then, yeah, you're quite right. We're there, we justified for being disappointed uh, because at every opportunity President Fulham has had, To try and uh, change perceptions about his role in government and how bold and courageous he can be as a leader. He has uh, tried in some instances, but very uh, often, uh, you know, failed to convince.
0: All right. Um, Just very quickly, um, I mean, it's also not difficult to see that the economy has been battling and struggling going forward, but. there's not a minister in the economic cluster that has been shifted at all. What is, what is this telling us?
1: Again, uh, he would rather not deal with things that are clearly important, but are not urgent as far as he sees uh, things. Um, and part of the challenge, I think, is that he's anxious of rattling too many feathers. Um, in the, he, he, he wanted to take action that would be optimal in the sense that it, it shows that he's taking action, but it's not to an extent, that action is not to an extent that he creates too many enemies at once that it begins to trigger the process uh, towards the succession politics of the ANC. Because remember, even though he's consolidated his power in the recent conference, he is, as a goner, effectively, because of the fact that he can't, he, he would be, the, the, the idea of a third term is frowned upon in the ANC. He is facing a deputy who is very important, was very strong, emerged despite the defections, and therefore had to balance and ensure that he takes an optimal uh, uh, decision, if you like, where there's enough risk. And, and, and safety at the same time in debate in, 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 in going forward. Uh,
2: last question. Uh, with the massive budgets that uh, these ministerial departments have to manage and considering the amount of movements uh, we have in Cabinet, how long would it take uh, a newly appointed minister to become efficient in uh, managing and spending their budget properly?
1: Look, I was listening to Khadritsar uh, Amokhupa, the Minister of Electricity. I think his role in coordinating infrastructure investment helped him to, you know, one, become a fair with the issues, uh, and two, uh, appreciate both the need for investments, in new investments in, coal gener- sorry, in energy generation, while at the same time uh, ensuring that we improve efficiencies in existing uh, plants. So, 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 So also, if you look at the other ministers, it's people who have... Recently, it, it has been in other portfolios, say for uh Galala and uh, Ramahuba Ramo, uh, uh, Ramo, Ramo, Ramo in the presidency. But I think that they they there they, 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 they will be uh, enough support staff to get them going uh, uh, pretty soon. All
0: right, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you for joining us this morning. Dr. teamka on Al Goyef and Breakfast. Only a pleasure. Thanks for having me. ALGOA FM BREAKFAST IS THE BUSINESS